0: Hey, what's up? It's Curious City reporter Adriana Cardona-Maguiga. In this episode, I'm partnering with WBC's education reporter, Susie Ann. A parent contacted us late January about a controversial video made by a student at Lincoln Park High School in Chicago.
1: That's right, Adriana. The video shows the student walking around the halls at school asking kids, what race wouldn't you date and why? Several students answered with really offensive comments about different ethnic and racial groups, a lot of them focusing on Asians. Some of those offensive comments are things I heard back in high school more than 20 years ago.
0: I know what you mean, and the original video made the news and was taken down after that. But turns out there are a ton of videos out there on social media that are very similar.
2: What race wouldn't you date? I say Asian. B- <laughs> All right, so I don't really discriminate, to be honest. Okay. But I did have an experience with a black girl and when I was like, when I just got in high school. I don't
3: really care about that stuff. I, it doesn't really matter.
2: Uh, I would date all girls because I like, I think they're all hot. Right?
0: What race would you not date and why? <laughs> be honest, be honest. Susie, so uh, did you know this was a thing?
1: No, I can't believe kids would say stuff like this and just post it for anyone to see.
0: Yeah, the students sound pretty comfortable in those videos, including the one at Lincoln Park High School. They're laughing. A lot of them seem to think it's funny to say they wouldn't date a certain race because they smell. And it's pretty shocking because these comments can be really hurtful, even traumatic. Susie and I talked to some high school students who feel the same way.
2: It was a very racist video. I want to say I felt a little shocked.
4: They probably don't even actually understand maybe they're being racist and They're just thinking, oh, it's all a joke.
0: So we wanted to understand what teens think about all of this and how their schools should handle it. So we sent out surveys to students
1: and then met with groups of them after school. We asked questions, but mostly we listened as they had their own conversations about race. And we talked to teachers and experts.
0: We also zoomed in on Lincoln Park High School and what happened there with that video. More on that coming up.
1: When the video from Lincoln Park was posted, a lot of people were upset. But students making racist comments about dating or other things happen at other schools, too. In the past few years, groups like the Anti-Defamation League have seen more calls from schools asking for help. They say what the students say in this video shouldn't be treated as an isolated incident. Because what seems like a little joke about someone's race can fuel hatred and even lead to violent attacks.
0: So we met up with some students outside a coffee shop near Disney 2 Magnet, a Chicago public high school in Portage Park, and we listened in as they talked about what they think leads to these videos in the first place, the role that stereotypes play in relationships, and why it's so easy for some teens to make offensive comments. Alexa Bermudez and her friends Adonis Horton and Mateo Stewart are all part of the Black Student Union at Disney. They see things differently than the kids in those videos. They say stereotypes don't play a role in who they date. As long as there's a connection and the person in school, they are open.
6: So, do you guys feel like the stereotypes about your race or ethnicity affect how your classmates see you or who wants to date you?
4: Me personally, I don't think so. I don't think I really experienced, like, racism around me. I know it's still around, and, like, people maybe make jokes about it.
6: I feel like, as a girl, it's a little bit different when it comes to dating, because guys can be really, like, picky about who they want to date, and they have, um, like, stereotypes about different races in their head. Like, oh, she's black, so she's ghetto. I don't want to date a ghetto girl. So I see that definitely, even at Disney. Like, I see that.
4: I can't really relate to being a black woman, a stereotype, but I believe that people shouldn't judge a race. For example, I, I said it was a stereotype about Asians, and they were very smart, so in order to date them, you have to be smart, and I just don't agree with that. My question to you is, if you saw some of these stereotypes, what would you do?
6: I would definitely say something, because I'm not one to, like, just like hear it and then walk away like if something's wrong and i have a strong opinion on it i'm definitely going to speak up and say something kind of like turn down the stereotype because stereotypes aren't always true
4: my teacher once told me that stereotypes are often based off of true events or or stories what do you think of that
6: i think they can be but i think a lot of people use stereotypes to kind of generalize the whole group of people when not every like specific person in that group is like that or acts like that Adonis, do you think like there's any stereotypes that kind of hold you back from dating any group of people?
4: And to answer your question, Alexa, I believe that there are no stereotypes that, that hold me back from dating anyone. Me and my grandma believe that we can date whoever we want and who else we're comfortable with. Doesn't matter who it is.
1: Alexa, Adonis, and Mateo say teens need to have open and honest conversations about race to get beyond stereotypes. And experts like Consuela Hendricks agree with them. She's a co-founder of People Matter, a community organization that helps bridge the divide between Black and Asian residents in and around Chinatown. Because conversations about race should go beyond Black and white. This is an issue that surfaced in the Lincoln Park video. Teens of color making biased comments about each other. In that video, the student asking the question about dating is black and most of the other teens were not white. This video happened to go public and get a lot of attention, but racist incidents by students of all races happen all the time. We just don't hear about all of them.
4: I think
5: that is a lot of tensions between like many communities of color and a lot of this is because we just don't understand each other.
1: Hendricks explains that communities of color have long faced their own separate battles with systemic discrimination in housing, education, and the workplace. And that's also forced them to compete against each other.
5: And we're all in a system of, like, white supremacy where
1: it's pitting us against each other, where we're harming each other, but we think each other is our enemy, right? That's something Hendricks experienced as a black Chicago public school student. She remembers what she calls race wars, where students of color targeted each other.
5: Schools don't have the tools, nor do they talk about race enough. Um, I have a background where I went to a majority Latinx high school. And in my high school, I was bullied severely because I was one of the only black kids. And it was a lot of conversations that my teachers and the principal wasn't willing to have.
1: Adriana and I heard this from a lot of other teens we talked to around the city. They feel like their schools aren't doing what Hendrix says schools should be doing, talking more about race. They're asking the adults to listen up. That's coming up after the break.
5: WBEZ is supported by Chicago Humanities, presenting live events with historians Doris Kearns Goodwin and John Meacham, comedian Reggie Watts and filmmaker Miranda July, and artists Hebrew Brantley and Amanda Williams in conversation plus MSNBC Chief Correspondent Ali Velshi on small yet powerful acts of courage throughout history. Tickets for these events and more conversations on arts, culture, and current affairs at chicagohumanities.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, The Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. No. I, want no. to, I want to Actually not.
6: Oh, no,
4: there's a short. <laughs>
0: Issa Sergan is a senior at Northside College Prep, and she's a Filipino-American. On a recent Saturday morning, we caught up with Isa and a couple of other students at the Chinatown Library. They were talking about what the schools could do better when it comes to issues around race. Issa says the first thing should be changing what they learn in her U.S. history class. It needs to go deeper into other cultures and their contributions to the United States. Oh, what did Filipinos do
1: in uplifting the U.S. and whatnot? And again, we're just a side character. We're the supporting cast. We participated in some strikes at some time, and, you know, we're colonized, blah, 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 all that stuff. But in the end, we're just
3: some people. Unless some, someone, like, takes, like, an actual class,
0: specifically to, like, Asian Studies or whatever. Olive Leopoldo is a junior at Jones College Prep she identifies as Filipino-American. Isa also says some teachers and staff need to learn how to handle racist incidents, but they also need help relating to diverse students. That can affect how welcome students feel at school.
1: People really need to learn how to be mindful of how they speak to us, especially when it comes to tone policing and you know, calling us by the same name as another student who looks like us. That has, yeah, that has happened to me so many times. It's the bare minimum, you know, for teachers to learn our names, to remember us, and to be mindful of our backgrounds.
0: Lulu Baloch identifies as South Asian. She's a sophomore at Lakeview High School. She's also seen teachers confuse students who look completely different.
5: I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. They look literally different, but they were still called the same or they were like grouped the same way. And I feel like that's offensive.
0: Lulu, Isa and Olive say creating a welcoming culture at school starts with staff and how they interact with students. But they also want more support for things like cultural clubs where students share their heritage and do fun activities like learn K-pop dances or showcase traditional folk dance. Multiple times, we've tried to, like, promote our, like, certain event, and, like, admin, they didn't help us promote, at least. Olive says those things are as important as academics. At her school, students complain that offensive racial comments often go unnoticed or face little consequences. There was a drama teacher that students say was known to pick on students of color.
3: And, you know, multiple kids, like, over the years reported him and stuff,
0: but admin didn't do anything up until like a point where like parents were complaining. Experts say one of the biggest mistakes a school can make is staying quiet when this sort of thing happens. Some schools only take action if an incident becomes public. Others send general emails to the school community without offering any real support for students. Administration and teachers, they don't take things serious when it comes to students
5: saying something. But once it gets to the parents, then it's like taken more seriously. I feel like they don't listen to us.
1: We asked Chicago Public Schools about Lulu's point, about students not being taken seriously. The district told us it's working on that. One CPS official Adriana and I spoke to said, a new thing they're doing this year is having all schools report cases of bias-based harm to the district's central office. The official also told us, CPS steps in when investigations are necessary and provides information on things like student and staff training. We reached out to Lincoln Park High School administrators about the video we mentioned earlier, but they declined to talk to us. In an email sent to the school community, the principal said the school does not tolerate this kind of behavior. He said counselors were available to help any students and that the administration was working with staff to navigate these situations. Lincoln Park High School is one of the most diverse schools in Chicago, about a third white, a third Hispanic, 20 percent black and 10 percent Asian. So when news of that student video got around a couple of months ago, it stood in stark contrast to what the school says it's about.
5: You can put kids from around the city into the same building and say, look, we're a diverse student population. Look at how varied our experiences are and what we bring to the table. They could be in the same physical classroom, but not identify with one another.
1: This is Lincoln Park teacher Scott Swierczowski. He wasn't surprised a video like this would come out. Things like this happen all the time because some of these teens have been struggling. There's the isolation of the pandemic And the school changed administrators after being accused of not properly handling allegations of sexual misconduct. And that's broken down the sense of community. And most of the teachers are white. And he says they haven't gotten proper training to facilitate difficult conversations about race. Zorchowski says he likes that the school has moved to a restorative justice practice, but there's still more to be done.
5: Things like school-wide culture shifts end up taking a back burner when you don't have the staff to plan that kind of thing.
1: Yes. Adriana, you and I wanted to know what Lincoln Park students have to say about all of this. So we met up with a couple of them at a taco shop after school.
0: Yeah, that's a popular spot where students like to hang out. So junior
1: Alexa Avayanera and sophomore Leith Awadala are student members of the local school council at Lincoln Park. And they feel like their school's response to the video was reactive. They'd like to see Lincoln Park be proactive when it comes to racism. Alexa identifies as Asian and Latina, and Laith identifies as Palestinian. They say, despite the school's flaws, they're happy at Lincoln Park.
3: Honestly, the people that I've met are, like, really great. Uh, I love the sport that I do there. It's water polo. I've just, like, found my own community, and I'm really comfortable with them.
2: I also love the diversity at Lincoln Park. I feel like that's the best thing especially as a person of color. Just like turning the hall and seeing like all different skin tones, it's so important. Coming from a Muslim family, I feel like just like from a young age you're taught about racism because my parents moved to America right before 9/11, and so like obviously they faced racism because my mom wears a headscarf and my dad like looks very Arab. So it's like I've been taught like you have to understand that people are might not view you for who you are. They're going to view you for your religion because obviously parents might not have the time to be having these conversations. So like school, like we definitely need this.
1: Leith says his school is all hands on deck when it comes to the physical safety of students. And he wishes they'd put in that same effort and energy when it comes to racism.
2: Earlier this year, there was a shooting threat against our school and admin like stepped up like... They had sent out an email to try and keep us safe and then they also like put alarms on the doors and then they also made multiple announcements about it and it's like I know you guys can do stuff to keep us physically safe but what about all this verbal abuse that we're receiving and you guys obviously can be doing more for but you're just choosing not to and like every time a student tries to address these you're like oh yeah we're working on it, we're working on it and then no results.
1: After the video came out at Lincoln Park, Lath reached out to all the various clubs and student organizations around school in hopes of uniting them. He hopes they can come together to work on prevention.
3: But we're going to be gone. Like, we're leaving. I'm leaving next year. you are leaving in two years. So they need to be the ones to, like, kind of take the reins and the handle on this because... The ones who organize this are going to be gone. Don't get me wrong, I love that it's student-led and student-organized because the youth is the future, but we all have to leave at some point, and I just think admin really needs
1: to do their role. Lathan and Alexa say some students were really disappointed with the response from the school administration. In that email they sent, even though they included some resources, as far as students were aware, the school didn't do much else.
3: I don't blame the student at all because who I blame is the education system. There was an interview that went out also from one of the students basically saying that it was just a joke and I think that's like a huge misconception that a lot of kids have is that racism is just a joke. It's not a joke. It's bigotry and it can really harm someone's mental health and how they see themselves.
1: Recently, Alexa reached out to Adriana and I and said she learned about a diversity, equity and inclusion committee that is hosting conversations for parents at school. She says students had no idea about this or other things going on behind the scenes.
0: But she thinks it's a great opportunity for the school community to learn about discrimination and racism. She hopes the school will involve the students because they are the ones dealing with it now.
1: Thanks to WBEZ Education Editor Kate Grossman, Ginger Leopoldo, and all the students who shared their thoughts for this episode.
0: Curiosity is supported by the Conant Family Foundation and produced by Jason Mark, Joe Deso, and me. Maggie Sivett is a digital and engagement producer. Asia Singleton is our intern. And Alexandra Salomon edits the show. I'm Adriana Cardona-Magigat. And I'm Susie Ahn. Thanks for listening.